Thank you for tuning in to Lexington Road Ministries podcast. We're so thankful that you chose to stop by. We hope you enjoy today's message. Psalms 146 and 7. I started the first week of July series entitled Dreamers. And uh, thank you for several of you who requested my notes from week one. And if you'll send Pastor Josh my email or Sister Marilyn or send them your email, they'll be glad to email you a copy of those notes. But actually, uh, I have a dream my portion of that message will be in August newsletter. And you can see and read about I have a dream and some of the things that God has placed inside of my heart and my life. And I'm thankful for who God is. Psalms 146 and 7. Who executes justice for the oppressed, who gives food to the hungry, the Lord gives freedom to the prisoners jump up two verses and I'll read this just a little later happy is he who has the God of Jacob for his help whose hope is in the Lord his God who's your hope in today amen who are you trusting today who are you trusting today my hope's in him will you pray with me over the word father would you just Look at us today, and God, we're just sheep today, needing a shepherd. God, we need you to lead us and guide us and direct us. And God, we need you just to pour out upon us, God. God, some of us need spiritual strength today, God. We all need you to to surround us with spiritual strength. God, there's people here today that need emotional strength, God. God, there's people here today that need mental strength. God, there's people in this house today that need physical strength. They need the divine healing in their body today. Father, there's people here that need financial strength. They need financial miracles for their family and household. But God, I read in your word that you supply all of our need, God. So Father, whatever the need is, God, you supply today. But God, most of all, when I read that, I understand that we mainly need Jesus Christ. And if we will get a hold of you, God, You'll take care of all the small detail things. You'll take care of us, God. And I pray this morning that you would speak to hearts and lives. God, save those that are lost. God, those that have grown cold in their relationship with you, God. May they rededicate their heart and their life to you today, Father. Father, speak truth today through your word in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you as you're being seated. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. How many will you? How many will be glad when this heat wave's over? You'll be glad when this heat wave's over. Amen. Praise it. I know Brother Robert. He's been out here working the last two or three days, and his pastor had to fuss at him yesterday. Robert, don't do that. It's too hot. I said we'll catch that up and work on that Tuesday. Brother Payne is grilling steaks, guys. For you that want to come out Tuesday night. And help us do some work outside to get ready. And uh, if uh, you'll text me or Josh and let us know you're coming, we'll have a steak dinner for you Tuesday night. We're going to start about 5 o'clock. That's not in my sermon notes, but that sounded pretty good right there. 
Amen. Slim, glad you and Mandy are here today to watch Casey get back. Will you let all of our folks visiting know that we're glad that they're here today? And I hope you just won't be a visitor. If you don't have a home church, I hope you'll find Lexington Road as your home church because we love you and we're so glad you're here. First week I talked about I have a dream. I used inserts from Martin Luther King's I have a dream and I uh, talked about our 56 signers of the Declaration of Independence. Today I want to share about dreams and dreamers need freedom. You understand that? Dream and dreamers need freedom. Let me share some things with you that you may never have uh, heard of. Anybody know what happened on November 19th in uh, 1863? Anybody alive back in 1863? Nobody knows what happened. There was a speech to be given. It was a 13,607 word speech. It was kind of like Pastor Josh's sermon last Sunday when I was taking care of business at one of our other churches on our district. Praise God. I know, I know. I could take what he preached and make it three weeks, but that's just some of them. Somebody say amen. Don't pick on him too hard. Uh, there was a, a, an educated man on that day who was to get up and make a speech. His name was Edward Everett. Anybody ever heard of Edward Everett? We have no historian buffs here. Edward Everett taught at Harvard University and later became president. Edward Everett was an American politician, a pastor at one time, an educator, a diplomat, an orator from the state of Massachusetts. Edward Everett was a member of the Whig Party. How many of you remember when they had the Whig Party? Amen. Some of us need the Whig Party again, Brother Robert. You need the Whig Party every once in a while. Amen. He was the 15th governor of Massachusetts. He was minister to Great Britain. And at one time, he was the United States Secretary of State. Uh, if you come to me after church, some of you that are still in school, and tell me who the Secretary of State is today, I'll give you a candy bar because I brought back about 3,000 candy bars from youth camp Friday. Man. He was on the schedule to get up and be the speaker of the day. He was there to, wow, that's pretty cool. I didn't know I had a picture. Man, he was to give the address of the day. But there was somebody in that group that day that was a dreamer. He had dreamed many times. In fact, some of you may have noted this in studying history or hearing about him. In fact, he'd failed many times to get elected to office. He had failed at business adventures. A dreamer who had lost his mother at nine years of age. His sister who became his mother after his earth, uh, biological mother died, he lost her at 19 years of age. A dreamer whose three of his four children were buried before they hit the age of 20. He was born poor in a one-room log cabin in a place called Sinking Spring Farm. Anybody know who I'm talking about? It's outside of Hodgesville, Kentucky. Anybody know who our 16th president was? Now you're knowing about the dreamer that I'm sharing. He got up that day and gave a 271-word speech. 
before Edward Everett did. And that speech has been studied and learned. In fact, when I was in seventh grade studying Kentucky, Kentucky history, I had to remember that speech. And I almost know all of it still verbatim. Four score and seven years ago, our forefathers brought forth on this continent a new nation conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. It sounds like a good speech to me. Now we're engaged in a great civil war. And if you don't think you're not engaged in a great civil war, we're engaged in one of the greatest civil wars. And it's not Democrat, and it's not Republican, and it's not black, and it's not white. The demonic forces of hell are fighting against your household and fighting against your children. And Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit is fighting twice as hard to win your families and, and keep them out of the pits of hell. I'm telling you, we're engaged in a great civil war. And we need to focus our attention upon the spiritual battle that is going on in our nation once again. It's testing whether this nation that was founded upon God, and I'll get to the pilgrims a little later. Man, it, it was founded upon people who loved God and wanted to have a break away from the religious bondage that had been put upon them by the Church of England. It was founded on people that wanted to come and worship God in spirit and in truth. How many of you want to worship him in spirit and in truth? It was founded upon people that wanted to come and have freedom. And I tell you, God wants you to have freedom. Look at somebody and say, God wants you to have freedom. Man, he went on in this speech. It's rather for us to be here dedicated to the great tasks remaining before us that from these honored dead we take increased devotion to that cause for which they gave the last full measure of devotion, that we were highly resolved that these dead shall not have died in vain, that this nation, under God, they can take God off our coins. They can take it off our money. Uh, they can take God out of our uh, uh, schoolhouses. They can take him out of our courthouses. But I've got news for the enemy this morning. You cannot take God out of my heart. You cannot take God away from me. You cannot take God from my mind. We shall have a new birth of freedom. Government of the people, by the people, for the people shall not perish from the earth. Man. And I tell you, we need a new birth of freedom in some places today. We need some new birth of freedom in many of our neighborhoods today. We need new birth of freedom in many of our rural communities today. We need new birth of freedom in our urban cities today. We need new birth of freedom at the White House today. We need new birth of freedom at Frankfurt today. But I tell you more than that, we need new birth of freedom in the houses of God once again today. We need to be able to come in and worship God with hearts wide open, hearts abandoned, and not ashamed to lift our hands and raise our hands. And that young lady that got up here worshiping God during praise and worship, when it's all said and done, that test that you've been through is going to be a great testimony of who God is and what God has done. Because they lost it all, folks. But God has seen them through. Man. You've heard me say it many times. You can't have a testimony without a test every now and then. Let me read a few more verses of that Psalms 146. Happy is he who has the 
God of Jacob for his help. Anybody got the God of Jacob for their help? The God of Abraham, is he your help? The God of Isaac, is he your help? The God of Moses, is he your help? The God of David, is he your help? The God of Esther, the God of Rebekah, is he your help? The, the God that stands before every other God. The God that one day every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess, is he your help today? If God is, he, uh, is the God of John and Luke and Matthew and Mark and all the disciples, is he your help today? I tell you, he is my present help in my time of trouble. Man, whose hope is in the Lord his God. We have put our hope in our nation upon everything and everybody else except God. Man, it's God that made the heavens and earth, not politicians, and I didn't come to beat up on politicians today. Mayor Barnes is probably with his mama at the nursing home. Amen. I didn't come to meet up on politicians. How I many of you know we need good, godly men and women serving in office? Amen. Hey, we got a mayor who's a Baptist preacher. Come on now. Come on now. The mayor before him sat on our pews. Amen. Come on. That's, that's something to give God praise about. In the atheistic, agnostic times that we live in, to have two mayors back-to-back that call Jesus Christ their Lord and Savior, that's worth praising God over, folks. I'm telling you. Our hope's not in man today. It's not in earthly things. The sea and all that is in it, it will perish one day. It, It is the Lord he keeps truth forever, who executes justice for the oppressed. It is him that gives food to the hungry. The Lord gives freedom to the prisoners. The Lord opens the eyes of the blinded. The Lord raises those who are bowed down. The Lord loves the righteous. Wow. The psalmist said the Lord watches over the strangers. He relieves the fatherless and the widow. But the way of the wicked, he turns upside down. But it is the Lord who shall reign forever. Your God, O sign to all generations. Can I tell you, this thing is just not for great-grandma and great-grandpa. This thing is not for just grandma and grandpa. It's just not for mom and dad. It's just not for young adults or teenagers or or children. This thing is for everyone who shall ever come. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. This freedom shall be poured out upon all flesh. I'm telling you, young men shall dream dreams and old men shall dream. uh, 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 Young men shall see visions and old men shall dream dreams. Daniel said, young men will dream dreams. I'm telling you, it's time that we as the body of Christ and the people of God took, quit letting the enemy take territory from us and we march back into the throne room of hell and the pits of hell and take back everybody and everything that the enemy has stole from us. Taking back my family. Come on, somebody. I'm taking back my family. Come on. I'm taking back my neighbors who have walked away from God. I'm taking back my children. I'm I'm taking back my 
my workplace. I'm not going to let it be a place where they cuss and, and they and they call uh, uh, the God's name in vain and, and, and do everything that's contrary to the word of God. I, I'm going to be uh, into my friends and I, I'm going to take them back. The ones that are lost, I'm going to witness and testify and lead them to Jesus Christ because the blood of Jesus sets the captive free. Come on, honor him today. Honor him today. He gives freedom to the prisoners. And I'm not talking about the 400 plus people that are down here in the jail that's supposed to sleep 180 people. I'm talking about those that are captivated by the things of this life and the things of this world. The issue is we've got our heart and our attention and our affections up on things that are here instead of things that are above. Man, what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to think on things that are lovely, things that are pure, things that are honest, things that are just, things that have good report. If there be any uh, uh, praise, anything uh, uh, virtuous, we're to think on those things. Anything worthy of praise, we're to think on those things. We're not to, uh, supposed to concentrate and focus our attention and our time uh, up on hell, even though we realize that Satan is uh, is real and he's uh, uh, attacking every place that he can attack. Uh, our heart and our affections need to be uh, upon God Almighty, uh, the one who can, that is the problem solver. A lot of times we focus all of our, our, our energy and our, our, our time is so wasted because we are focusing up on the problem. I'm way away from my notes right now, folks. Y'all just hold on a minute. Is this okay? I'm going to come down here. Hey, man, I may get a brother pain spirit and shed my tie a little bit. Man, we focus upon everything that brings us heartache and discouragement. We let it rob our time for us. We'll let it rob our family from us. We'll let it rob our energy from us. We focus up on things that we cannot control. We need to understand that. It is his plan. We have very little control of what goes on around here. There are some things that you can control, but, but most of all, you can't control it. Amen. You're not God. Look at somebody and tell them you're not God. You can't be somebody else's savior. I had to tell that to one of our ministers this week. You can't save anybody, Connie, as much as you love them joy members. Praise God. And Connie, y'all are over halfway there paying for what was left on the black. Can y'all just thank our joy members? They're faithful. They love their church. Praise God. But you can't save them. You may be able to take one to the beauty shop. And I'm 55. I need a haircut this week. If you're available, please. I want to get beautified before next Sunday. Amen. I need help right there. I just lost my train of thought. I had a senior moment. Is that okay? Or is that a pastor moment? Amen. You can't help anybody until you help yourself sometimes. Man. And the only way you can help yourself is by finding a relationship with Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. Amen. And you cannot save anybody. Future doctor, smart, educated, pretty, you can't save anybody. Now, I don't know if you're going to be a family doctor or you're going to specialize. I just know you're going to take care of me in my old age. Man. I, I, I just want to tell you, you can't save anybody. 
Only Jesus Christ you can. And a lot of times we let people that are dependent upon everything in this world and everything in this life, as Christian people, we let them to be, uh, become dependent upon us. I'm telling you, as much as I love him, I cannot become dependent upon him because I'm having to claim him on my taxes now. Yeah, he's one of my dependents because I know when we go out to lunch, 99 point, it, it, now he bought my lunch two weeks ago. Somebody give God praise for that. That's the first time all year? Hey, Paul Harvey, Paul Harvey, he's not. You want to get the rest of the story? Talk to Mama Payne. She'll tell you the whole story. Amen. I'm telling you, but a lot of times we take people that are hurting and people that are broken, Brother Battle. You know this is pastoring all those years. We take people that are hurting and people that are broken and, and, and people that are dependent on alcohol and uh, dependent on drugs and, and, and dependent on uh, uh, premarital sex and, and dependent on fornication and, and dependent on everything. They're dependent on the government for, for food stamps and everything else. And we make them think that we are their Savior. Folks, you are not Jesus Christ. You cannot get a Savior complex. I feel the rejection of that. It's not about you, folks. It's not about you. This thing's not about you. Amen. As much as I love Barb and Juan, I don't know how you got so lucky. You married way up like me. I didn't hear an amen. Was it God? I Come on, give God praise. Come on. Come on, give God praise. Some of you others married way up around here too. Man, way, way up for some of us. Man. But none of us can save anybody else. Only Jesus Christ brings freedom and true freedom. And I can tell you, feeding some hot dogs and hamburgers next Sunday and giving out some backpacks and school supplies and cutting some hair, it's not going to save any of those folks. But coming in and loving on people and letting them know that Jesus Christ is still alive and real and there's a church family, a church body that cares about families and cares about the community and cares about kids and cares about senior adults and cares about everything that's going on in their life that's the only way that they're going to find freedom from the hurt and pain of this life. I'm not going to get done with this series in July. Y'all may have to hold on a week or two in August. We need freedom. In 1620, there was 120 pilgrims that set sail from England and landed in Plymouth Rock, Massachusetts. They came here from, for freedom. I'm telling you, we need freedom. People are hurting. People are broken. People are lost. People are dying and going to hell. We don't want to talk about it. But people are dying and going to hell. Not unless they find a relationship with Jesus Christ. And they can build every Hindu temple. They can build every uh, uh, Muslim mosque they want to. I'm here to tell you, uh, Buddha won't save you. 
<laughs> Allah won't save you. Amen. There's only one person. There's only one way. There's only one truth. And his name is Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Uh, come on, for some of you think you can get to heaven anyway. My Bible reads there's one way to heaven. It is through the cross of Calvary. It is making your way to the cross and bowing. Every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess one day that he is Lord. And every one of us are going to stand before God one day and we're going to give an account for our life. And he's either going to say, well, say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. You hear that servant? He's not going to say, Terry, well done, that good and faithful preacher. You preached a lot of sermons, Sister Terry. You drove a lot of kids in a bus, Sister Terry. Are you going to retire this year? She's afraid to retire because she knows when she does, she's going to be like Brother Donnie and Brother Payne and Robert. I'm going to have her here working all the time. He's not going to say that. He's not going to say, well done, thy good and faithful Sunday school superintendent. Well done, thy good and faithful uh, teacher. Well done, thy good and faithful fisherman. Thank you for feeding all them joy members that, that wonderful fish. He's not going to say that to any of us. He's going to say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. 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 We've lost the heartbeat of Jesus Christ. He come to seek and save that which was lost. He didn't come to be served, but he come to serve. We've lost that in the church house. Can I tell you, this thing's not about me. I, I'm not all of that in a bag of chips, folks. I, I tell you, if you hang around me, you'll know. Uh, it won't take long, Casey, will it? You'll find out I'm a little cray-cray every now and then. But I'm telling you what, I'm crazy for Jesus Christ. I'm in love with Jesus Christ. I know where I would be if it wasn't for a Savior that saved me at 16 years of age. <sighs> Sorry, honey. I got to break out in song. Amen. Sister Ray, you better come play because I'm going to need some help in a few minutes. True story. I told this last week when I was preaching one of our district churches. We go down the road. And everybody knows Chris and Holly know them. They're super musical. And their mama is my favorite singer. Amen. I loved it when she used to come sing to me until I married her. She'd come sing to me, then I married her. Amen. I thought that was birds outside my window, and that was her singing to me. We, we go to... See, dreamers, I'm dreaming, folks. What's that old song? Only in your dreams. Here I am. Man. We go down the road when Chris and Holly were little. We start singing. Now those three can sing. How many of you ever heard my son and daughter sing? I know my wife hasn't sung in a while. How many of you ever heard her sing? All three, come on, have you heard? Yeah, they all three can sing. I'm the person that the psalmist was writing about. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. We ride down the road and start singing. Chris will look at me and say, Dad, not so loud. He was just a kid back then. Those are humbling moments, folks. 
Holly look at me and say, Dad, that's the wrong key. Lisa look at me and say, will you please sing so low, so low that we can't hear you? Truth. Truth. I'm not making this up. I can't, you know, I can't make some of this stuff up I share. Truth. Truth brings freedom. The Bible says the truth, the truth, the truth shall set you free. You can't live any way you want to and make it to heaven, folks. You got to fall in love with Jesus Christ and accept him as your Savior, your personal Savior. It doesn't matter if mom and dad, well, we want mom and dad to accept him, but your relationship with God is not based on anybody else's relationship with God. It's not based on the preacher's relationship with God. I love you like a son, and you know that. Thank you for driving me this afternoon because I know I'm not going to be able to drive myself. This young man's going with me to pick up a set for the kids this week so they can start decorating on Monday. As much as I love you, as much as I care about you, I cannot be your source of salvation in your relationship with Jesus Christ. I can be a role model. I can be a mentor. I can be a friend. I can be a surrogate father, but I can't be a savior. I can't be a savior. And, and for so many times, we, we've tried to bring people into our relationship with us. And I'm telling you, you the, the way you win people is by building relationship. But when it becomes about you, you are in trouble. And you have substituted yourself in the place of Jesus Christ. You did not hang on the cross. That's maybe a little harsh, but he did. He did. He did. Come on, would you stand with me? Man, how can I tell you? Oh, what a Savior. We're not going to sing it. I'm going to sing it. Isn't he wonderful? I sing it every Christmas. I sing it all the time. If you hear me with my windows down, my radio's blaring so loud in my Jeep because my truck radio went out for about seven years ago. I'm just excited to have a radio where I could pump good, godly Christian music. I was driving last night in some of the neighborhoods, my windows down, and Jesus going out of the window. Praise God. Oh, what a Savior. Isn't he wonderful? How many of you believe that today? He's your Savior. He wants to be your very best friend. Don't let the world in this life destroy you don't become a prisoner to things of this life because there's a God of heaven that opens the eyes of the blind he watches over the strangers he relieves the fatherless in the widow Psalms 1 and 46 <laughs> he takes the way of the wicked the way of the wicked is bad and he turns it upside down and he shall reign forever. If you believe that today, just lift your hands or give him praise in this house. He's the God for the joy generation. 
He's the God for the baby boomer, the baby buster, the generation X, generation Y, generation C. He, he is the God and the Lord and, and, and Savior of every millennial. I tell you, he's the Savior from birth uh, until the grave. He is the Savior. And the only way you're going to make it to heaven is that you bow and confess before him and accept him in your heart and in your life. How many of you believe that Jesus Christ is Lord? Let me see your hand. How many of you believe that Jesus Christ died for your sins? How many of you have confessed your sins unto Jesus and now they're covered under the blood? Hallelujah. No wonders we can sing, oh, what a Savior, isn't he wonderful? Every head bow, every eye closed, please. Please, no one moving, not unless it's an emergency. I believe the Holy Spirit's speaking to hearts today. God, let freedom be in this house. If you're here and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, will you just raise your hand to him and say, God, I need you today. God, I need you today. God, I need you today. God bless you. God bless you. If you're here today, Maybe you accepted Jesus years and years ago, but you've grown cold in your relationship with him. You say, Pastor, you say, God, I need a fresh touch from your hand, from the master's hand. If that's you today, would you lift your hand? You just need a fresh touch. Bless you, bless you. Or maybe you're just simply here today and you've been battling the demonic forces of the enemy. And you need God's help today. That may be mental help. That may be financial, emotional, physical help. But most of all, you need spiritual help today. Would you lift your hand to him? Say, God, I just need your help. God, I need your help. God, I need you today. Thank you, Jesus. They're going to begin to sing. And as they begin to sing, if you raise your hand, or do you feel like you want to come and pray in these altars uh, before we do baptismal and church membership? Just take a few moments and come and worship Him. Come and honor Him. Come and bless Him. Just get out of your seat. Maybe you need to rededicate your life unto Him. Take a few moments and do that. Maybe you need strength to work this week and do ministry this week. Come and take a moment and bow before Him.